Gonna click the start button. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just clear my throat. Ah, drinking my beer. Okay. Ahem. Welcome to the Melon Mancy Podcast, where we take industry experts and crazed enthusiasts, get them together, and discuss the legitimate merits of why tentacle porn is the best porn. So, today... <laughs> today, uh, Sarge isn't going to be with us. Um, you see, in real life, because real life is a thing, uh, a friend of his uh, named Shasta, uh, she unfortunately passed away and he, he hit him pretty hard he's still uh recuperating from that one so it's just gonna be me and victim today now um something interesting is when we recorded the first episode uh fuck how, how long ago was that like uh, a month-ish ago a month-ish ago like about last week victim had a crazy idea we were just hanging out in discord and he was just like you know what what if we logged into HeroCraft again? <laughs> I don't even really know how that conversation went down, but for whatever reason, there was a good chunk of us online, and we all did it. Like, I think the the way it went for me was me and Hydra are sitting in a channel. I'm, I'm trying to set up a Minecraft server for my little brother to play. And it comes down to this point where I see HeroCraft still in my listings. I'm like, well, why in the hell is that in my listings? Like, I, I have a new hard drive, everything. Like, I must have, like, logged in to just ch check on shit. And so I log on, and I'm like, Hydro, what do you think would happen if I proposed we play HeroCraft again? And I'm like, he's like, oh, I don't know, why don't you do it? I'm like, nah, man, everyone's going to laugh at me. Like, it's, nah, it's going to be shitty. And then, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, fuck it, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I'll just play it off as a joke if everyone hates the idea. And I did it, and everyone's like, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. You're like, oh, wait, really? <laughs> well, because because Zizo, he um, for those who actually listened to episode one will remember that Zizo for a time was our supreme leader before Mel and Mancy was like fully formed and left the server to be its own thing. So uh, he became an admin. He kept trying to get us to play. And I just wasn't having it. I was like, nah, man, I'm so burnt out, you know. The, the admins, Danda and, and Angie, the moderator chick, she would, they, they just ruined the entire thing for me. Well, they're long gone. So is Gabazo, who was that hacker dude that was an admin as well. And um, it's really different. Like, that's probably why I, like, stayed past the first day. Like, the, it's kind of what we were wanting before we left. Like... They made good on some of the promises that we had demanded they promise. But we left before we could see them, like, take form. Like, Tier 2 classes, for example. We've always wanted Tier 2 classes. But, you know, back on, like, Dragon Guard and Bastion, what, what was the, the popular idea of Victim? I think it was, like, you master, like, two classes, and then they become one. Like, and every, like, two classes had its own thing, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there was, these were not very fleshed out ideas by non-professionals, but it was still cool, right? So, so that happened. We uh, we are currently still playing on HeroCraft as a as a gaming community. 
Um, we obviously still play other things. We were just playing Starbound for the last like five hours. That game just came out of early access, and it's amazing. Uh, but you know, since Sarge isn't here to uh, dictate the conversation into a direction that uh, makes sense for him in context, since he doesn't play HeroCraft, or well, I mean, I, I bought him a copy of Minecraft because we were all playing it the other day, and I was like, you should try it. Because, you know, I kind of told him, you know, everything about it in the first episode of this podcast. But, um, you know, given the circumstances of why he's not even here right now, he hasn't been playing very many video games that require interacting with other people. So, he's having his time. And uh, this episode, we're just going to tell a bunch of stories about HeroCraft. <laughs> Since the first episode was so popular, and uh, we're going to give the people what they want. So... I think for new listeners, we should probably like go over again what the hell we're talking about, Victim. We probably should have yeah, mentioned it three minutes ago. So HeroCraft is not its own game. It's a Minecraft server. Um, we went over this in episode one, but there's a couple of things. I, I watched it, or I listened to it back again, and there's a couple things I wanted to correct myself on uh, about uh, episode one. So this is a Minecraft plugin. Like if you have the vanilla no mods client and you log into the server, you can experience all of the things. Like the server is modified, like using all in-game stuff, which since the two years ago when I quit, that has greatly expanded. For example, in Minecraft, apparently you can have floating text and you can just have it. Like you don't even, like, that's an admin thing that you can just do. And so, with that in mind, they were able to simulate health bars and, like, named monsters, like, with their name and their health bars above their heads. Because every moving monster and entity, including players, has, you know, basically floating text above their heads that follows them. That That's the idea. Like, that's all in-game. Like, the, you don't need a mod for that. Yeah, and, and it's really cool, too. I love it. It makes things a lot easier. Fuck yeah, it does. Like, back in the day, it was like regular Minecraft where you just see a dude and there's nothing above his head but his name. And if you crouch, it's you like still hide it. It's like this binky-ass white pixelated name, too. Yeah, now it's like a, a formal-looking health bar. Uh, I mean, as formal as Minecraft gets. Um, so it's a plugin. You can log in with the vanilla client and get all the stuff, but you can also uh, get the Technic Launcher pack that they made for it where it has all the approved mods you're allowed to use because they do recommend some but you know if you go beyond it it's pretty likely you're gonna get banned because you obviously can install fly hacks i actually the first the second day i was playing i found someone just flying above me and i was like that guy's cheating and i told someone who was a moderator and he got immediately banned uh, apparently uh that's because they don't have no cheat on they had to remove it because it was breaking some of the skills but um I'm pretty sure after we get a couple stories deep into this podcast, we're probably going to make a big argument for the return of no cheat, but we'll get to that in a minute. Or at least something to, like, like it doesn't necessarily need to be something to to, rem- to prevent it, but something to, like, detect it. I am, on my, uh, I am on my second Guinness, so, you know, maybe we'll forget and not make an argument for returning no cheat to the current I, server. I guess we should probably point that out, that we've been drinking, and we'll probably continue to do so. So it's very possible we may ramble, progress past HeroCraft even. You see, uh, with with Sarge on uh, a break, uh, I'm doing the podcast editing, and I edit out way less tangents than he does. I mostly edit out like 
pauses and awkward silences <laughs> or, you know, like laughs or repeated words that just should be deleted. So, I, anyway, I digress probably because I'm drinking and it's three forty-five in the morning. So, um, seven forty-four here. Woo. <laughs> okay. So I, I've covered HeroCraft is a Minecraft server and it uses all these plugins. Now these plugins are special because it's called HeroCraft because it uses the Heroes plugin. However, HeroCraft came before the Heroes plugin, like the server HeroCraft. Like, so back in the day, when me and Victim joined the server, actually, when Victim was whitelisted, it was actually the map before this one, but I think he didn't really play. So, and I actually, I want to lay out the, or, the timeline in order, because I listened back to the first episode, and that wasn't really that clear. So, on HeroCraft, um, ignoring the plugins in play, there's a map, you play it, it wipes because the market goes to shit because all the ores get mined up or one reason or another. There's just dead towns everywhere because time has withered them away and they didn't stand the test of time or whatever have you, right? So, um, and that's another good thing about the current map that me and Victim discovered when we came back was that the system they have in place now, like this map has the potential to pretty much last forever with the way the plug-in for townships is and the way ores regenerate on the map. For the mark for the market economy, so I mean, it'll get boring eventually, but it's not like the map itself would decay. Yeah, the map's not going to decay, so it it would take like a big event of a player player caused event to basically cause the map to die. So let's get a timeline down. So there was a map called I think the first one was called City or Town. And then the, the one that Victim was uh, whitelisted on was called Kingdom. And then the one I was white, me and Irony, Irony is my wife, by the way, that's also not clear. The first episode was that <laughs> there's someone we play with named Irony, and she and I are married. We weren't married when we founded Melomancy, but we're married now. And in about two weeks, we're going on a crazy vacation for our one year anniversary. Just to, that, that's who that is. So me and Irony joined on Sanctum. And then Sanctum was the last map that didn't have the RPG plug-in Heroes. It was still an RPG, but all of the combat was vanilla. And the township regions that you could buy, um, which we'll explain how that works in a minute, even though that's also in episode one. I think that part was explained really well. Um, in Sanctum, in, no, there was no PvP in town, so you could just basically create these giant save zones. So... It started off. I, I'm not going to cover Kingdom or Town because I don't. I didn't play them, and neither did Victim. But Sanctum. Uh, so you turn gold ingots into the admins, and you can turn them into coins, which is like I think it was the Iconomy mod. It was pretty yeah, popular. Yeah, was. I don't. I, actually, I wonder if it still is. But there's nothing to like state, and there's a couple plug-in like changes. So. I actually have no idea if they still use economy even. Yeah, so we may like well, refer to these. Yeah, we may refer to it as economy. It may not be that anymore. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the idea was to make it a hardcore RPG. Yeah, like once you leave spawn, you're not safe. People can come kill you. It's whatever, right? But uh, what you can do is um, you can fight like people. Wait, hold on. Drunken tangent. <laughs> One second. <laughs> so, 
you turn the gold ingots into the admins. The admins, like, they store the gold, they burn the gold, the gold is out of the game. And they turn it into these coins, which is why that map ultimately was wiped. Not only because the Heroes plugin was quote-unquote ready, um, it was also because, well, there wasn't much gold left to mine on the map because everyone had already mined it. Even though that map was gigantic, they kept expanding the edge of the map, and it just didn't help. It also fucked up the biomes, because when they expanded the edge of the map, it got the new biome generation on the seed they used, because that was, I think they generated Sanctum map before you could even pick your own seed. Yeah, welcome to, um... The Minecraft uh, beta, beta 0.1? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was right after Alpha. Yeah, because PvP, actually, the, the map before apparently had no PvP, because PvP just didn't exist. Not in multiplayer, no. I remember playing on a Minecraft server at that point in time, and yeah, there was no PvP, because there was no server-side health. So, like, the server can't tell that you're hitting each other. And also, if you dropped your tools onto the ground and picked them up again, they'd be at full durability. Because it's not tracked. So, all that stuff is now. But, they weren't back then. It's come a long way. So, in Sanctum, we had... And, you know, I'm just going to abridge the the technicalities and get into the stories because we did have episode one where we talked about how victim was in in new earth with new earth's kingdom and i was in krs with krs's kingdom um no i was in wren's with wren's kingdom known as krs wasn't named after wren's whatever so <laughs> i didn't really participate in too much pvp during sanctum but there was like a lot of conflicts back then with the twirly mustache evil guys like blasphemy uh, which was led by a dude named Calvian, and this and, sort of and pool. New Hope, and New Hope. That that was like the reform of Blasphemy. The Red Echo Ranger was actually their leader. I remember that guy. He was really cool. So New Hope was a thing, um, and funny enough, uh, New Hope ended up being uh, whatever the fuck that town's name was in uh, Zeal. Uh, but we're not on Zeal yet. So Sanctum, right? Um, There'd be conflicts, but me and Victim weren't in them, unfortunately. So, after Sanctum came and went, um, a lot of people still talk about Sanctum about being one of the best maps because there was no heroes bullshit, and as these stories will clue you in on, there is a, a lot of bullshit that happened because of the PvP that was encouraged by this plugin. Well, what I, I guess what I should, but because it'll become more relevant later, I should probably put in that um, I did, while I didn't PvP very much in Sanctum, I did mess around a lot with the New Hope crew. I would run around their town, they would try to dump lava on me, because there's no PvP in towns, and they would end up either like killing themselves, or letting themselves on fire, just a whole mess of stuff. And then, you know, if they'd all log off, I'd steal, I'd steal everything from their town that, I, that wasn't locked in whatever. Um, which will become a little bit more relevant when we swap over to Zeal. I'd actually just start there. So, now that we've explained what Heroes is, so each map was named after the city that was their spawn point. And I don't know about the previous map before me and Victim returned to HeroCraft just this last week, but this current map, spawn isn't in the center of the map, which is really weird. Um, but, you know, up until we quit... All the spawns were in the center of the map, and the the maps were named after the spawn town. Actually, I think, it, with the exception of Haven, we quit on Haven map, 
And that one, I think, had a different name for their spawn point. Because they had um, no PvP and PvP separate. Uh, so there was Sanctum, and then it went to Zeal. And on Zeal map, they had the floating island spawn center, and that's when Heroes was introduced. And then after Zeal was Dragon Guard, where the spawn point looks kind of like the one we have now. Like, they reused a lot of assets, but it was a lot bigger. Um, and in the center still. And then after Dragon Guard, there was Bastion. And Bastion was the good map that if you listen to episode one, you'll remember that we achieved, like, absolute greatness on this map. and Which is the reason why we didn't do it the next map, because we were just burnt out on the idea of doing it again. Because we had been at the top of the food chain for so long. And then after Bastion was Haven, and that's the map that we quit, but there was still some funny stories of our PvP conquests. Particularly with a with a little boy named Klopp and how much of an idiot he is. But we'll get to that. So on Zeal, victim. Why don't you tell yes. us a story? Tell us a story. Well, alright. So I don't remember if how like far into Zeal I had played at this point, but you know, I, I was having a lot of fun with the crew and I didn't really do anything really productive. But when I when I finally had come back um, apparently there was a town, I think, I want to say north of us, that, um, had started to call themselves New Hope, and, you know, we hated them, hated them, um, from the previous map, and apparently they had been camped into submission by other people, not even us, um, so, a lot of their older members, um, like Holy Rain, and anybody from, like, the previous map, basically, had, had quit. At this point. So all of their noobs, their newer players, newer to the town even, um, decided that they needed to align themselves with somebody. And they chose us. But the funny story was is that they decided to restart their town on the other side of the map. Um, which is, is which is kind of funny because uh, that's where Hydra King, one of our members, is from. Um, and Dougler, who doesn't really come around a whole lot anymore. But... He he's also from them, and I thought that was pretty funny that our enemies, like sworn enemies, turned allies in such a quick um, turn of events. And then not even that that like some of their members are now a part of us. So I I thought that'd be a kind of a funny thing to put a put it there. So I I'm lo- I'm looking through the township graveyard right now on the forum, right? And do you remember? Shrioku? Yes, I do. Dude, you should tell us about Shrioku. So, uh, I don't remember the full details because I was like too scared shitless to PvP because, like, on Zeal, like, the the difficulty of leveling was fucking absurd, right? Oh, Like, yes. I was like a rogue for the first, like, half of the map because you needed to get that all the way up to level 50 before you could spec into one of the classes that sound like the classes that are currently on the map. Like, I think the options were Beastmaster, Ninja, Thief, and uh, Ranger. Ranger. So I was kind of torn between becoming a Thief or becoming a Beastmaster, but I went with Beastmaster because there wasn't very many on the server. And also Wolves were broken as shit. They were just added to the game, and they let me spawn them. They let them heal me. Like, it was retarded. And they also got to use a Diamond Axe as a weapon. Like, I felt like a really awesome, badass, like, Berserker dude. Like, the like that dude with, like, the cat ear hood in the movie... Like the 80s cartoon movie, uh, Fire and Ice, if you've ever seen that. Um, <laughs> look in the show notes for a link to the video. Uh, but anyway, um, so Shrioku, 
came and went before I was ready for PvP. But it was like one of the first box towns. Like they built smart. I'm going to call it smart because the thing about Zeal towns is Zeal towns were all good looking because, well, at the beginning, they were good looking because they built like they were sanctum towns. They didn't even think people were going to come in and try to murder them because they just didn't do that in sanctum. But that's because they weren't allowed to because every, the entire town was no PvP region. But in Zeal, only your town hall building was no PvP. And I think it had a size limit. Like if your town hall was too big, like only the center would be no PvP. Yep. Which happened to north to the Northreach, Killuminati Castle Town. Yep. Their town hall was too big and then they just had a big fat region in the center of their town. We used to fight no. on their castle walls. Like they had giant like intricate keeps in like walls around like it was such a fun area to fight. Like it felt really like you're scaling the walls and everything. That was a cool place to fight. I know. It really was, and it was amazing how, like, so many people were at war with them. Like, we only went to war with them, uh, uh, OS, or at, at the time it was separate. It was KRS and uh, NEO, New Earth Order, and uh, Kingdom of the Rising Sun, which came OS later, like you would remember from episode one of the podcast. Um, we only went to war with Kaluminati, whose capital was Northreach, because we wanted a villain to fight so we would get good because there was no other like evil at the time to fight because we didn't know that they were evil. They were still plotting behind the scenes. They didn't emerge until later. Yeah, and I just remember showing up on the front lines to like give food and like bowls of mushroom soup to the to the front line. It was literally a front line. I, it's like I rolled up to a bunch of tents or something that were just set up outside their region as people are like shooting arrows over the wall and they're just like like trading fireballs and stuff. It was like a war. It was ridiculous. It was and one there, of the f- more fun battles, but Shiroku was probably the funnest. Yeah, or so I got a picture. I got a picture of Shiroku, which I will put in the show notes. We're gonna do show notes now from now on to the podcast. By the way, where on the SoundCloud and on the, our own forum where the podcast is posted, if we like refer to something that has a link that we can share, we'll, we'll share it so you can follow along. Oh uh, yeah, sounds good to so, me. I'm going to share this picture in the show notes, Victim. The last sentence I just said, we're going to share this in the show notes, Victim. And what I'm saying right now, it's probably going to get edited out. But, you know, when I, when I, when I say something's going to be in the show notes, I'm going to put it in the, in the mumble chat so you can actually look at it too. Uh, so, anyway, Shrioku. Nice. Yeah, um, so it started out... I don't know if you fully remember, but Shiroku was... They called themselves a mercenary town. I think in the image you actually see there's a sign that calls themselves the mercenary town. The, the entire idea behind what they said they were doing was that they could be hired to fight people. But the issue was that they didn't really work that way. They wanted to just fight everybody. So and every day they would have a new enemy. And whether or not they were paid to do it or not, they might turn on their the guy they... Pay, they, they paid them and just it was a horrible shit show it was to the point that the entire server got so mad that there were no more enemies it was just the server versus shiroku um we had like this is back when the server i think like was still below like 100 people that could be on the server max um, and we still brought 40 yeah. different we we brought 40 people from across all of these different groups of people even outside of the time zones, to just log in and go to war with us. 
we we dug out like a trench. We built um, stuff, but like the the first the first battle was, was a horrible horrible mess. They had traps set up, and when we stormed their gate, they actually dropped us off a bridge. Um, we didn't necessarily oh, like, lose. Was it an engineer bridge? Or yes. Um, basically, should probably explain what those are. Basically, um, if you've played Minecraft, there's ICs and um, I forget what the other ones are called. But basically, signs that will access like a different type of thing. Like back then, you had to have a chest linked to the sign, but if it had bridge in like square brackets, it would um, remove a certain type of block and place it in the chest. Nowadays, it just stores it in the chest or in the uh, sign rather. Sorry, but you know, like so they would remove these blocks instantly. Like we're talking like twenty blocks gone in the matter of like half a second, and so we fell. Not not everyone died. But they basically stopped us from being able to to fight them. So we basically sat there and kind of beat on their walls for a while. Um, a couple of us got in, but weren't able to do much because it was just a couple of us. Um, and then like a week later, the server wanted to fight again. And in the image you're seeing now, I think this is actually a newer, or well, newer. The, the map's long gone. But like, originally, it was a floating town with a... Um, where, if you see the entrance there, was actually a, a staircase that led up to the bridge that we fell off of. Well, it turns out that they left a bunch of holes in their undercity with a ladder that they were using for maintenance. We literally climbed up through a maintenance ladder into their town through a hole they left in their red, like in redstone wiring and stuff, and stormed them. We, we ransacked them. We sat there outside, like, 40 people sat there outside doors, areas, until their townmates would leave. We'd storm in and, like, loot them. We would have people, like, take the loot back to the towns, store it. We had another bunker outside where we stored, like, recalls and beds, and we stored, like, loot. So if we died, we would come back fully geared. Like, we, we had... Like, we were so embarrassed at the first loss that we decided that, fuck this, you guys are going to lose. <laughs> and um, for a long time, they actually quit the server. Um, we spent eight hours straight in their town, taking turns camping them. Um, they had it coming, I think, because, you know, they, they did a lot of, like, real sneaky PvP. And then, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like PvP where, like, they showed up. You're like, oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and that's a group of people. I'm going to die. It was more like, a, hey, we'll help you out. They, you know, kill their enemies, and then they turn and kill you. It's like, you know, it's like, they, they were claiming to be mercenaries, but they're really just assholes. Um, but I think the funniest part about it is Soroku actually managed to survive and go under the radar for the like nearly the entire map after that point. I don't even know what happened to those guys. I was just looking at their town, like, member list, and I, I don't know what happened to them after that. They, they pretty much fell into inactivity. But yeah, so... But they still managed to have I, I enough people active to, to survive. I think they were the first big threat on Zeal. Like, it was, I think the Kaluminati outbreak kind of happened after they were a thing. Because I remember being a higher level for that. But it's possible that I probably like reset myself after giving up because this was back when you could pick crafter or you could pick a fighter class. You can't do both. 
now you can do both which you know sounds like what it should have been all along uh, and you would be though, right yes um the server kicked me out and now i've returned oh well i couldn't tell there's no <laughs> beeps or recordings fair enough i was like talking to you and uh, well whatever um go ahead and um don't worry. What I'm saying right now will be edited out. Certainly. Probably gonna like look at this on Thursday and be like, what the fuck was I doing? Well, anyway. Um, so, after after Shrioku, we had the Kaluminati battle. I'm pretty sure, because I was a higher level for that. Right? So, after that, I think that was when the Tree Creepers came around. Like, I mentioned them in episode one of the podcast. They were the first memorable threat i think like we remember kaluminati and shrioku because we were there but people remember the tree creepers like years later because they kind of persisted across multiple maps even though we like drove them out on like at least two different maps we caused their downfall and demise but they always came back at a map wipe um and in episode one i remember i explained how they and then this is actually one of the corrections i wanted to make so in episode one i mentioned how we were the first group actually victim mentioned it we were the first group to fight them and stand up to them except for the people that they left originally because they were all part of a different town called iron pass iron pass was a very popular town on i think it was east road it was east or west i forget yeah, they, were, they were at the eastern side if i remember correctly yeah and, and the east road was the one that had um airbus's shop where we had this like a climactic battle where the server stood up and said, no, we're not going to let you ruin the game. Because that's what they were effectively doing, because the PvP that they brought on to other people wasn't fun PvP. It was, I'm going to kill you and tell you that you're bad, and um, keep killing you until you stop playing. Like That wasn't, that's not the fun PvP, where it's like, haha, I claim this town in the name of Iron Pass because we're great and we defeated you and we are role-playing by being assholes because our town is the best. Like, that was fine. I wouldn't even be mad, right? I mean, I would argue with them <laughs> still. Yeah. Right? But, like, it wasn't like, and that's kind of the only PvP, almost the only PvP that exists now is PvP like that, where they kill you and then they spend like 20 minutes in chat telling you how you're bad and that you should stop playing the game. Like, that's not even fun. Like the old days. The old days, PvP had a purpose. It had an objective. It had conditions politics. of true victory. It, it, it had a part in politics, which were carried out on the forum and in chats. And none of it really matters because we're all just a bunch of people on computers playing Minecraft. Like, it is roleplay, whether you consciously know that you're roleplaying or not. And, and, to be, and to clarify, a lot of us, even though you know we would take playing the game somewhat seriously, I don't think many of us ever lost sleep over any of it. Oh, fuck but, no. <laughs> but then you, you'd look at some of these other groups and be like, they're getting so uppity in chat. It's like, that motherfucker's going to cry himself to sleep tonight because I killed him in a Minecraft server. <laughs> like, it happened, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, it happened, but, like, I, I don't think anyone in our group lost any sleep. <laughs> Maybe Zizo. <laughs> Maybe. Zizo get, would go over we, the, the, over the we, top. <laughs> When we get to Dragon Guard, we can go about his uh, epic O chat, <clears throat> O chat rants. Oh yeah. So 
Uh, more more notes on Zeal. So the Tree Creepers came and went, and in the show notes, I have another picture for y'all, where it's actually about that that shop, Airbus's shop. So it was. I I can't look at these screenshots and really count how many people were there. I'm looking at these pictures, and I think there was like thirty of us. And doesn't want to copy, uh, but I promise it will be there. Don't worry, that last sentence is getting edited out. Image address. Oh, that's hideous. It's because I used Photobucket back then, and Photobucket fucking blows. Uh, I'll download these pictures later and just throw them in. We don't have to mention them in the actual final recording. Uh, anyway, so several several groups came together at Iron Pass Road, and I remember we pushed the tree... Like, the tree had grown in size. Like, it wasn't just three people anymore. It was more like eight, right? And they came in, and they... What's it called? They came in, and they got pushed back to Airbus's shop, where they regularly had camped because they wanted people to stop buying stuff, because this was before there was a trade district. Like, a trade district was added to Zeal later, but there wasn't a trade district at the time. So, we pushed them back, and it was amazing. Uh, that day, I remember, I was a Beastmaster, I was, like, shooting arrow after arrow. It's fucking wild. Yeah, uh, like, the whole battle was out there. Um, that's when Kanzo, the server owner, actually, like, started to gather up troops and call themselves the Knights of Kanzo, which I think we talked about in the first episode. Um, people well, we definitely did, yeah. People used to make them call them the cock. <laughs> Kanzo almost muted people for that sometimes. I mean, I don't but, blame them. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, yeah, I mean, it was getting vulgar in chat. I kind of get the point, but it's almost like an, it was almost like it was an ego thing for him, I think. Um, which is whatever, it's not a huge deal, but. So, yeah. anyway, the cock came and went. We didn't actually join cock. Uh, some of us joined, um, AOA, which was Assassins of Aphrodite. Yep. Um, that's another funny story. When we came back to HeroCraft, Kanzo, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, but we, we came back, right? I actually wasn't there, unfortunately. I wish I was. I got the screenshots, though. Like... The first thing we asked Kanzo was how Aphrodite is doing. We had been gone for two years. They had been separated for one, and she cheated on him. <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. My, I, yeah, the we're never going to men- we're never going to mention that again. Like that, that blows because I all we knew about her was what she showed us of herself in the fucking game, you know. And yeah. there are plenty of people who play HeroCraft that are terrible, that don't act terrible up front. So you never know. Yep. Anyway, so after the battle at Iron Pass for the for the shop, I don't remember if there was any actual like significant PvP battles. I mean, there was this weird new group that kind of came out of nowhere that settled in the southern region of the map. And like I explained in the first episode, anyone that wasn't allied with us that settled in the southern region of the map got like destroyed. They got their shit punched in. And but these the, people built in the the expansion area, like 
to keep Zeal alive a little longer, Kanzo expanded the board of the map, which fucked up the biome, for one. These people, they, they went south, the deep south, and they built this really pretty town, and, uh, but we still fought them. But we oh. felt kind of bad about it afterwards, because they were really cool to us, and um, we eventually did become friends. But it was kind of a weird, like, unshaky alliance. I remember them. They're, they were the ones that were building, like, they had this town, and despite the way the regions worked, they just said, fuck it, we're just going to build a town. And they just built a fucking town. Like, it looked like a legitimate medieval-looking fantasy town. And the regions did not even come close to covering it all. Yeah, that's probably why it was so impressive. Like, obviously, we followed in their example, and uh, we, we've done things like that ourselves. Um, but, you know, they, they were really influential, and I, I really enjoyed our, our time with them. It was fun killing them, too, beforehand. Of course. <laughs> they weren't very... Obviously, they were newer to the server, right? So they, they didn't really know what they were doing. They were new, PvP. and I think they left after the map wiped. Which, I don't blame them, because they built something really awesome. I mean, so did we. But we built it months prior. Like, it was old news by the time the map wiped, and we were ready for it. We were ready to try something new and better. Though, yep. I don't know about new and better, because fuck Dragon Guard. That whole map blew. Like, there were some highlights, but we didn't get Kingdom until, like, the end of the map when it didn't matter. I didn't even remember yeah. that we got Kingdom at the end, because Symbolite had to, like, remind me, because I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, the, the biggest issue was all of the setbacks we had. I mean, and I think it was also, like, activity. I mean, if you look at Zeal, mm -hmm. the biggest thing for me in Zeal, like, me personally, was that, you know, I got called the best PvP here on the map, or the server at the time. You know, and then, you know, there was the other different people who stepped up that were, like, as good as me and were able to fight me. So it was fun, you know, like, there was a, yeah. lot of, a lot of sanctioned PvP before sanctioned PvP even existed. Then arenas came in, and arenas were fun, you know, the Lumberjack-offs, um, me, Danda, the, the asshole admin that we, we had removed. He wasn't an asshole at first. Not then, not then. He was a really cool guy then. Um, Ace, who's actually returned to play the game with us, um, his ex-girlfriend, and uh, some of the those New Hope guys in their new town, Orion. Um, Especially know, where we met Doogler. He was a member of Orion. Yep. Also, I have Doogler on Snapchat. That dude is like a party animal. Like Party. I, part, that I dude would Snapchat like live getting arrested if he could. Like, yeah. He lives a wild life. And wow. <laughs> One day we got to get him on special guest because I, I got to hear these stories by his own voice because it's fucking great. Anyway, uh, so also in the show notes, you can see a picture. Uh, I think the best part that came out of Dragon Guard was Dome of Death. That was the best part. Yeah. Also because I was playing a Necromancer. And as you can see in this picture, all the monsters of the Advent spawned, I hit one of them with Plague and it spread to all of them. And it just like ticked over and over until they died. And I got like all this money. Because that was back when monsters, like, directly dropped coins into your inventory. Yeah, I uh, you know, my best, uh, the favorite, <clears throat> sorry, my favorite thing about this image is the way that the party frames are up there. That was a fun system back when it existed. Back in the day. I and, think that, and the Mormon has his old name. <laughs> uh, uh, you can change your name now, and so the Mormon, I don't think he's Mormon anymore. 
<laughs> That's why he changed uh, his name. <laughs> he's well, an adult now. He can do. He can make adult decisions. Oh, so, maybe. but his uh, what does he go by? Psycho Chaos now. Yeah, he goes by Psycho Chaos now, and I make every effort to call him that. But I keep calling him the Mormon, and I really hope it doesn't piss him off. <laughs> I, I hope he's okay. I mean, he, he even in brackets he has it there, and, and know, so people will recognize him. He was telling us on Starbound earlier that even even he like it took him some time to like respond to the name because <laughs> he wasn't used to it either. But you know uh, that's all good and fun. So anyway, what was I saying? So Doma Death was awesome. There there were many good things about Dragon Guard. Um, our town uh, was uh, Nevermore for me was not one of them. Uh, the first iteration of Nevermore was kind of like um, a medieval look in New Earth, right? With a uh, ditching the sandstone theme for stone brick because stone brick was added to the game and stone brick was beautiful um but it didn't really pan out because of raiding so we made it a giant castle like our entire hamlet region hamlet being the smallest township size we probably should have mentioned that townships can increase in size man anyone listening to this podcast is going to be like like if they don't know what hero is they're going to be so fucking lost i i hope we have done ah. The I listeners think, adjust I think it's one of those bits of information that people don't necessarily need, but it's like, we can add it in now. It's yeah, well, it's hurt anything. okay, Cause I, I get you, because it's a, it's a hardcore RPG that features building towns and fighting people, and fighting people sometimes has an impact on their income and their town because of the, you killed them and they dropped their items, and you, you could probably apply that to any game and kind of figure out like how that might look. And this game happened to be Minecraft with a crazy overhaul plugin that gives you classes, skills, and stuff. So pretend it's not Minecraft and think about it, and it probably makes sense. So uh, we had Nevermore, like me and Irony and Zizo and Drasticos and Dispers, the the original five, right, for KRS, went on and we went and made Nevermore. And Nevermore was destroyed and rebuilt as a gigantic castle. And the castle was beautiful, but, you know, the bottom half of the castle was kind of a cop-out. Because it kind of looked like a box. Like, it was a pretty box. But it was a box, and we were, like, morally against that. So we tore it down. Unfortunately. Well, what, I, I don't remember the time frame, but was that the time that, before you guys decided to tear it down, that Zizo had... Um quote-unquote, tore it down himself? No. Well, actually, he did tear it down himself. Like, I didn't do any of the work. <laughs> well, no, I, sorry. I was I was referencing the fact that his friend hacked him and uh, fucked up the town. Oh, no, yeah. We were still a box back then, because I remember uh, having a big undercity. Because it wasn't an undercity. It was on the, on the surface. We were just in a box. Right? So... Yeah. What had happened was uh, one of Zizo's friends, who uh, he's not friends with anymore, like, he knew his password, and he logged into him. Um, it wasn't even that he knew his password. Like, his password was, like, a sequence of... It was, like, a, a hand motion on the keyboard. Like, it was he wasn't even trying for numbers or symbols. He was just It was just, like, a weird fluid motion on the keyboard that his friend observed him do once and was able to copy and figure it out. So... Um, hopefully that's not enough information to hack Zizo. I'm pretty sure he's changed his password since he got hacked. I mean, this was years I would, ago. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this was many years ago. So a friend of his uh, logged in as him and like dumped all of the items out and burned it all in lava or fire. And that include all of my stuff, every LWC that he was on, and everything. And he was pissed. 
fortunately, um, we were friends. Uh, well, he probably would have done it for anyone, honestly. I don't even think it was a matter of being his friend. But we had Brutal. Brutal Lacerate was one of the admins at the time. This is actually the last map that he played actively until he left. And um, he restored all of our items. And it was the only reason we kept playing, to be honest. Because it was like months of work just down the toilet. And he restored all of it. He just happened to be friends with him. I think he would have done it for anyone. That, that dude is like super good. Like he, He's really good for the server. And um, on a side note, we brought him back. Because we, we, we came back to HeroCraft last week. The server is in a real sorry state. Like, no one's talking about anything productive in chat. All they do is shit on each other all day. The towns are named stupid shit. The towns don't even look like towns. And it's just, you know, a shadow of its former self. And so we brought Brutal back. Well, Victim brought Brutal back. Because Victim was well, still it, talking it to was, him. It was GTA. Me and GTA both reached out to him. But he actually replied to GTA. Oh, I, I gotcha. The phone number I had was actually uh, not his anymore. I'm gotcha. like, hey, is this Shane? And he's like, who the fuck's Shane? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. But... <laughs> but that's something Brutal would say. <laughs> to fuck I with mean, you. But I anyway. guess, but I don't know. I mean, we uh, it's not our business to dig into why Brutal left, but he's back now, and he wants to make HeroCraft great again. He wants to... Um, he had a very interesting style of being an admin. He didn't really care for rules. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he would he would enforce rules, but he would like. He's more of a street justice kind of guy. He's a street justice kind of guy, and he was an admin, and he did a damn good job. And I'm hoping he does a damn good job again because the server like needs cleaning. Like, there are things that get said in the chats that people should be like muted on the spot that don't happen. I won't go into any explicit detail, but anyone that well, played Minecraft on like Zeal Dragon Guard playing right now, they know what the fuck I'm talking about. I guess a really easy way to sum that up and just, you know, for the sake of being um, considerate of our, of our viewership, I won't, I'll, I'll refer to it as the N-word, but uh, <laughs> I, I have no problem saying it. Not, I, no, it's I, okay, you know, you're Canadian. Yeah. Exactly. I'm too nice. Anyways, <laughs> the but uh, like the problem is, is that like it gets away, like people literally say it like in their vocabulary. And they get away with it. Like, on a daily basis, staff can even be around sometimes and they'll get away with it. And it's just because um, I think the server started to fear its declining population. Not that it was declining so fast that the server itself would, like, flat not exist. But, you know, it, it is still, like, a lesser amount of people than it used to be. And the I think there was a the fear server... for the staff. Yeah, I, I think the server is interested in retaining people that played on at least one previous map because those people are more likely to donate. And that sounds really, like, petty. And I know Kanzo's better than that. But I know that this server ain't free to host, you know. Yeah, he people pays gotta for keep... really good DDoS protection. People are always DDoSing him because they got killed on this fucking server. That, and actually, I don't remember if it was Zeal or if it was Dragon. But he, we actually had a map die. Before its time, because it got DDoS so hard that they actually lost and had corrupted save data. I think that was Dragon Guard, actually. Because um, because I, I remember it was Dragon Guard that um, it was like some weird Brazilian server, and they just got really mad at Kanzo because they wanted his help, like setting up a server to be like their like HeroCraft, and he was like, "No, go away," and they got really mad. 
Yeah, they're called Craftlandia. I don't even know if they still exist, but they. I, I remember like years, like a year or so into playing the game, still, like Bastion map or whatever, like a couple maps later. Um, even you know there was rumors still going around that they to that date were still DDoSing him. His protection was just protecting the server that good. He said he at one time he had to pay three thousand dollars on the server alone. So the server definitely wasn't free to run. Yeah. Definitely, and it's not free to run when it's under like constant DDoS attack from salty fucks that either got banned or, or like these Brazilian guys that just wanted you know they have a vendetta against the owner. Um, it was quite sad. Uh, Can not I that tangent I'll... on that for a moment? Yeah, sure. No, no offense to Brazilians. Brazilians are I've, I've actually met some pretty cool chill Brazilian guys in gaming because East Coast servers, which I'm on the East Coast, generally attract Brazilian players. Um, but, you know, why is it that a lot of Brazilians feel the need to be the biggest assholes? And, you know what, I'll also toss in, there's a lot of French Canadians that are just assholes as well. I don't understand why it is that these people feel the need to, like, perpetuate, like, a stereotype to the point that, like, ju- they just make themselves look like, like, the epitome of a, of a racist, of, of, like, the bad end of a racist stereotype. And it's just... It's hard, hard for me sometimes to deal with. But it's yeah. like, why is it always the Brazilian? Like, why, 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 yeah. why does it have to be every time? It doesn't the, have to be this un- way. The, uned- the uneducated troll doesn't always need to be the Brazilian. Is what I'm saying. But it just happened to be Brazilians in this case, yeah. which is sad because it's a stereotype. But you know. It, it, this is literally what happened. <laughs> I saw the messages. This guy clearly wasn't intelligent. He understood enough about hacking to know how to DDoS, and he owned uh, about 2,000 botnets. That was about how he did it. There's actually a lot of botnets that you can like buy access to, and you can just sick them on whatever you want. Well, he what he did is he had them. He had like a, a small bit of a virus attached to a custom client, which was which is illegal, by the way. You can get sued by Mojang and now Microsoft for having a custom Minecraft client. Yeah, not surprised. That's how, like, you're allowed to have a custom launcher, but not not a custom client. Because uh, if I remember correctly, custom clients can actually bypass the login servers, and you can actually have um, like free accounts um, on it. And basically, he used that client to gain access to um, uh, people's computers to use them as botnets. So, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Don't yeah, play that's... Minecraft for free. <laughs> You'll get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> People looking to get free stuff, generally, you know, beggars can't be choosers, but sometimes you think you're getting what you want, and then, you know, suddenly in the background, your computer is doing something that you don't even know it's doing that's, like, hurting someone else. Or mining bitcoins, like uh, like uTorrent, like mines yeah. bitcoins for some fuck over in the MPAA, like because the Motion Picture Association of America owns uTorrent, and no one seems to know this. But whatever, that's a tangent for another <laughs> day. Yeah, but no, what I don't get is uh, I've talked to like some of the more cool and um you know easier to talk to Brazilians that I've met over my time on the internet. Is that they've there's there's people out there that um, 
will either claim or maybe they're telling the truth. I don't know anything about Brazilian law. But apparently, a lot of this stuff is extremely illegal in Brazil. But I always heard, like, you know, being a Canadian, I live so far north from Brazil that, like, there's no way I could have any hearsay. But, you know, like, bits and pieces from the internet that I've seen, like, it, it almost like the internet is so damn new there that they, have, they don't even give a shit about it. So... You know, on one hand, people are saying, oh, no, there's tons of laws there. And on the other hand, they're like, no, what the fuck's a computer? <laughs> so, I don't know. You never know. We should move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, Dragon Guard. Fucking Dragon Guard. There was a, um... There, the only real major conflicts that happened on Dragon Guard actually originated from us this time. Yeah. And it was all internal. Actually, it's going to be a story you're going to have to retell because I don't really fully remember. All I knew was that Newark Ugh. was having trouble and you were the trouble. <laughs> All right. I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take, the, take the helm on this one. The biggest thing was that me and Dazzler, Dazzler was uh, Nevermore and I was New Earth. Um, even though we were in a kingdom, we still decided to run our own towns. So... You know, KRS was what Nevermore became, or or was became Nevermore rather, and New Earth just you know stepped up in its. I think um, um, a better way to describe it is um, on Zeal we merged pretty late, pretty late, and it was kind of a last ditch effort to just be a kingdom, but we still wanted independence, right? So on Dragon Guard we simulated independence, even though we had one banner. Yes, and um. Uh, spoiler alert, by the time this conflict was over, we, we got a real hard lesson in togetherness. That we did. The reason why independence is bad. But go ahead. So, the, the, at the time, nobody knew Zizo. Like, nobody had a clue who he was. He had just up and one day been like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm now the leader of the KRS people, and I'm the king. And a lot of New Earth people were like, I'm sorry? Your what and what, <laughs> and you know, but a lot of us didn't want didn't really like want to do anything because we were still a kingdom, and Symbolite had been really quiet about it, even though he had actually like told Zizo that he could be king. Z- Symbolite was busy with real life and hadn't really related fully to the rest of us, so I stood up with like a couple of New Earth's people at the time, and I was like, well. Why can't Symbolite be king? And but Zizo, I know Zizo might even hear this on sometime, and I don't mean anything bad about this Zizo. It's just it's like me saying that Rick's stubborn, right? He that's just who he is. But Zizo has this thing where he almost kind of expects you to draw a different conclusion, and he instead of telling me that oh no no Symbolite told me it was fine, he instead just stayed like stayed. Like, um, like, uh, placed in what he was, like, what he was. Like, he just was like, oh, you should just accept this. And it's like, uh, no, thank you. Anyways, instead of like throwing around words, we decided to have a, a civil war where our PVPers gathered up and formed a line across the road that connected our towns. And eventually, we actually clashed and started to fight each other. 
which was funny too because um, Dazzler and me, who were at the, either sides of the the conflict, were the two quote unquote generals, and we actually had uh, been real big assholes to the rest of the kingdom previous to this um, by hogging the leveling zones and telling everyone that we needed to level up first, um, which I wholeheartedly um, will admit is a complete asshole move. Um, and we used to take turns leveling up too, is the funny part. Like he would go and watch anime and I would level up for like four hours straight, four hours straight grinding. Like leveling up was a slow process. And, you know, and then I'm like, oh man, I'm getting tired. I'm going to sleep. He would grind for the next however many hours. I would wake up and then he would sleep and I would grind. Like, See, we, I wasn't online for any of this. Like, I was too busy building Nevermore and, like, letting Zizo be uh, first in command. Because if you remember from the first episode, Gabazo actually passed the torch to me. I was the one that gave it to Zizo. Yeah. Maybe. And I thought it was fine. And I didn't know there was trouble or, or drama between the two. I was kind of kind of blind to it. Because yeah. I was so busy building and trying to keep our taxes in line because in Dragon Guard we had a shortage of money. Probably because we had a fucking civil war. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's part of it, but... Um, but, you know, like, it's it just one of those moments where, like, you know, as the, um, the two biggest assholes in the kingdom at the time, um, you know, or at either side, so we kind of wanted something, like, we wanted to start shit almost. And so, you know, we actually, like, fought and killed each other for, like, a time. And, you know... But, fortunately, if I remember correctly, uh, the part of the story that I was there for, definitely, the politics of it, at least, was, uh, at some point, you two stopped killing each other. And you turned your eyes to, um, our southern expansion. <laughs> which was Altum. <laughs> oh, that kind of... That had actually not been part of it that wasn't part of the civil war but that's a that's it was, a, it was after it was a bit it was close enough that you could probably like have said it was but actually that was me and dazzler doing even more assholeish things um because you know at some point the civil war came to an end and we stayed together as a kingdom but um, well it was because simulate actually had logged in he's like oh guys please calm down i don't have the time to be king i just gave it to Caesar, <laughs> and we're like oh well, okay then. <laughs> and that immediately ended all conflict. That was the funny thing. In, ep in episode one, I kind of glossed over the whole Civil War aspect, saying, oh, by the way, Symbol A just kind of folded and was like, yeah, Zizo can be king. That's totally fine. Uh, and that sort of, you know, cemented Zizo as king. But, you know, like you said, there, there was turmoil when Zizo just kind of showed up. And, and Symbol A wasn't there to, like, tell us. Because at the time, he was working as a summer camp counselor, and he was, like, not here at all. Yeah. So oh. I mean, like, can you just picture it? Like, that's a that's a real medieval conflict right there. Like the Lord shows up saying, "Oh no, he can lead. That's fine." And then you're like, "Oh," and you all lay down your arms. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you're like so at, part, the gates, wanted, uh... at the gates, and like he's like, "No, no, 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 no." He, he he's the new king. Don't worry about it. You're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> they open up the gates. We just walk in. <laughs> That's really funny. But, so, <laughs> so uh, the part I wanted to talk about, the part that I remember, was um, there was this town that we conquered. I'm pretty sure we conquered it. It's called Altum. 
Uh, and there was another town, which is a really cringy My Little Pony reference, called Canterlot, which was... Basically, if you remember from episode one, I mentioned that we all built near friends on purpose to be a empire. Like, we we're going to have OS, which was renamed Xandria Dominion as an homage to Xanifer. And then we we're going to have our friends from this other kingdom that Skyforge was the capital of, whose name I don't remember. And then there was also the Freepers kingdom before they were known as the Freepers, which we'll get to soon Why? what they are. But, you know, we built close enough to be an empire. If all three of us achieved kingdom and we bought empire regions, we'd basically have, like, an entire, like, half of the map to ourselves. Yeah. And it would have been awesome. And it would have, like, you know, skyrocketed recruitment, because who wouldn't want to be part of that? That's amazing. So, um, what had happened was, is the, the fire creepers, they just kind of, like, um, they eventually, like, give us, like, total radio silence on dreams of kingdom as they had their own conflicts that we don't know what happened there. Right. But you know, they were there and, but they, they stopped helping us and we stopped helping them and they just kind of dealt with stuff. But this other kingdom where Skyforge was the capital, uh, and I'm talking about Skyforge previous map, like they named it Lightforge this time. And it was like a big tree in the water and their second town in their kingdom was a, my little pony reference called Canterlot, which sort of looked like Camelot kind of like it was just a castle right like that was their theme and um unbeknownst to me they had it coming and they they deserved it but i was mad at the time that it happened but uh dazzler and victim sort of made another yet another civil war <laughs> but it actually led to the to the um recession of or is recession the word they left the kingdom basically these uh these canterlot fucks which also means though they they left the empire they left the kingdom that was allied to us. Yep. It was a funny time, too. We, um, we found a way into the town through the top. Or Actually, what had happened is they were bad-mouthing us. They were bad-mouthing Zizo for a long time, but they never actually did anything about it, and it's like, whatever. No one else was really angry about it, but Dazzler, Dazzler was pissed. And so Dazzler's like, listen, we're going to show up. We're just going to intimidate them. We're going to get them to shut the fuck up. I'm like, good idea. We show up to the gates, and they're building they're building their new gates. Um, so it's like wide the fuck open, and they they start openly mocking us and Zizo and Chat. We're like, all right, you know what? We're gonna kill them now. We're just gonna kill them. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. Nobody talks. Nobody, nobody talks shit about Zizo and gets away with it. <laughs> so we 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 run up on them, fucking wreck them, just absolutely destroy them. Um, and we. You know, get into their town and find out there's a hole in the roof of the castle. So we drop into the fucking castle itself and start killing them in their own home. <laughs> we literally dropped and like salt or like duoed the entire town. It was it was hilarious. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, actually, and this was not a one day affair. No, it happened over the course of a couple of days. You know, until Zeus like, stop doing that, guys. Fuck. They're really angry. They're now. technically part of us. Yeah, they're technically in our empire. Um, the uh, the leadership of their kingdom over in Lightforge is like kind of like you know, up in arms. Like, come on, guys, we don't have the military to stop you, but you should stop because we want to be an empire, and we're not going to do it if uh, you're going to do this to us. And Zizo, you know, Zizo is like really aggressive. Like he was like, we could we should just conquer them. Like. They'll have to do what we say, because I'm a conqueror, and we have an army, and they don't. 
Yeah. That, that. That, that was the only time we were that aggressive. Like the next map, we were far less. We were aggressive, but we were more like, like stab you in the middle of the night and steal your stuff. Aggressive. This was like, like draw a line in the sand and like watch them fall. Kind of aggressive. Yeah. So um, after Zizo and I attempt negotiations with Lightforge's kingdom, uh, it falls through as the leadership over in Canterlot, being upset about being raided by Victim, Dazzler, and their crew, um, they decide to secede from the Union. <clears throat> secede from the Union. And what happens is they um, they actually end up rebuilding their town to be even uglier. Like, they basically make it a box with a glass roof. <laughs> And, and uh, Victim has a video of uh, I was hoping you'd bring up the video. You should probably put actually, that in wait. the show. No, no, no. I'll put it in the show notes, but I'm actually I'm mistaken on one bit. We dominated them to the point where they asked the admins to move their region out of the Empire. Of where the Empire would be. That was after so that they we... decided that they wanted to be our enemy. And we said, oh, so now we're allowed to kill you. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so they came with the full... Uh, oh, or Xandria Dominion Army, which was probably like twenty people strong at the time, and they um, <laughs> they did not survive. And so, what had happened was um, they asked to move their region, like on the other side of the map, like it was far, like where they were originally was they were like like New Earth, Nevermore, and Canterlot were in a line, and it's like walking um i don't have a good example but it's um it's kind of like walking from the hero gate in the existing map to like the large nether flats like it's not far at all Mm. and it's all flat so like you just sprint jump like all the way and you're there in like under a minute so uh, from one end to the other so that happened. Um, they moved their town, and they start building a new town, which, in the show notes, you'll see a video of Victim killing them. I Basically, I posted a thread on the HeroCraft forum, like, how do you start your HeroCraft day? Because I was, like, kind of playing up forum participation, because that was my thing back then. That's why I have, like, the six most posts on the forum. For a while, I was, like, number two uh, posts on the forum, but um, Angie and Kanzo, and then eventually, many more uh, surpassed me as I played less and less but um i i really liked starting popular threads on the forum and, and contributing to them because i always i really did like the community uh, back then anyway so i made a thread about how your day begins basically i was trying to basically like um show off my epine as uh they say these days i was sh- actually showing off my linux desktop uh and how i have multiple desktops which is a feature in windows 10 i hear apparently you know, but I had this shit back in 2011. And um, I don't actually know what year Dragon Guard took place. I think it was 2012. But um, I was basically, I wanted an excuse to record my desktop and share it with a large audience because it was Linux and it made me a special snowflake. So that was my goal. And Victim makes this video where it shows him looking at the thread. He launches Minecraft, logs into their town, kills like 10 people. I forget no, how I many. And logs out. <laughs> oh, you fought, only killed two I people. I fought about ten, but I only killed two. <laughs> right. You fought a bunch of people. You get away with killing two of them. And I lived. And I you, lived. <laughs> you lived long enough to log out because there's a combat timer that instantly kills you if you just log right there in combat. And that was fucking hilarious. So 
that's the new town that they made in that video. And um, after they had that town region and going, their old town was still there. Like, it didn't have a region, but it, they didn't, like, tear it down. So we asked Brutal and I think also Xanifer, like, hey, can we tear this down? Because it's, like, right next to our town, and they left. And they said yes. In fact, Brutal helped us. I think he might have been drunk. But he helped us tear their town down, right? Yep. And uh, that included destroying chess shops as well. So I don't remember who broke them, if it was Xanifer or Brutal. Um, but, you know, they helped us remove the chess shops, and then Zizo got banned for it. Which is funny, because he's an admin now, right? But he was totally banned for this. And uh, <laughs> It was never put on his record. I think it was Aphrodite who even came in and chimed in and said that it was more of a we probably shouldn't have allowed you to do this. You're just going to get two weeks of, uh, you know, vacation and we'll forget about it. That's basically It was a way of making these canon lot people shut the hell up about it, essentially. They were trying to make them happy because they had a lot of gold in those chess shops and those chess shops were removed because we were taking their old town apart because they fucking left. And so they got really butthurt and they made a bunch of petitions and then Aphrodite banned Zizo, but Aphrodite can go suck a dick. I could say that now. I mean, I could always have said it, but you know, I, I do like Kanzo, but you know, he doesn't like her anymore. So ha ha no, but anyway, I'm being facetious. So Is that, a problem? that happened. And <laughs> Zizo got banned and he came back. It wasn't on his record, uh, but that was fucking bullshit. And he had like all of our money. So we had to like come up with money to pay our regions and all oh, of our towns. We actually, all two we of actually them. managed to get them to send us his money. Like he, yeah. he said, like yo, deduct it and then give the money back. Kind of deal. And I think it was either you or Symbolite basically had the money all like given to them. Yeah, it was me. They gave the money to me, and then I basically filled in for Zizo for two weeks. But it was like, uh, uh, Zizo was so pissed. But at the same time, I don't think he really was. I think he like, understood. I, yeah, but it was still disappointing because it's like. Because the people in that, you know, those little shitters over in Canelot, they were like, ah, ha, ha, we won. No. No, your town is blown up and gone. <laughs> I mean, like, they can only win you so left much and rebuilt. I, like, slay the living shit out of them. Yeah, so they kept talking shit, which is why Victim continued to raid them. Though you did a lot of it solo because a lot of the, the XD army didn't want to, like, walk that far. Because it was kind of far. But you had no problems. You were just like, I'm going to go there, I'm going to mark inside. Recall any time. <laughs> that was fun. That that was the only real instigation of conflict. And and because it was so riddled with bullshit, like that's the reason why we didn't get Kingdom until the very, very end. No Empire, none of that. Lightforge's Kingdom never got Kingdom. They never even got a second town after Canterlot left them. Like, it was just Lightforge. And we kept having to defend them from invaders all the time. Yep. It was kind of dumb. But, you know, then Brazilians happened. Brazilians. And then the map wiped. Brazilians, not even once. We, we joke, we joke, internet. Yeah, <laughs> Believe me. Nah, I, I, you know, I, I guess... Victims had a lot to drink. <laughs> even, even the Brazilians I've talked to, they even admit that there's a lot of assholes in Brazil. So I hope that if you're a nice and, and, and intelligent... Brazilian, that you understand I am 
simply making a joke. You know, it'd be funny if we, we've had so much to drink that we listen to this later and we're like, what the fuck? Why did we record this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm getting ready for another Guinness. Uh, I don't know about you. Oh, I've already had two beers since we started. Damn. We're only an hour in. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about Bastion. The best map. Yeah, probably the... Well, for me, Zeal was, but probably the next best. And I think probably the best for our kingdom. I think Bastion was only the best for me because not only did I finally master a class, I oh, I mastered Necromancer on Dragon Guard. That was cool. You know, I think I can say the same. I think that was the first time I mastered a profession. Hey, uh, yeah, there you go. You <laughs> mastered, like, what, Smith? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Smith's useful. But yeah. It was the first time we could have professions alongside our fighter class. No, you could do it in Dragon. I, I was talking about Dragon, actually. Dragon was the first time I mastered a class. Oh, my bad. Because Zeal was so bullshit that I just couldn't do it. And I was a Mason and a um, a Necromancer. You can't be a Mason anymore. Mason was like, they had the craft book gates, lifts, bridges. That uh, You mentioned bridges in the Shirok story earlier. Yep. Um it was all about lifts. Like I wanted to make so many lifts because I really enjoyed making them, and so I went Mason, and I went Mason again, like in Bastion. Right now, all those skills got merged into Engineer, and Engineer's skills kind of like mostly were removed. But that's fine. Well, they were game breaking. But apparently, they're coming back. Yeah, a lot of the Engineer skills that were removed were like crazy integrated circuits. But making crazy redstone machines lags the server, so they remove them. Oh, anyway, can we do a throwback to, to Zeal? Oh, yeah. Or, no, was okay. it Dragon? I think it was Dragon. We actually, me and a guy named King Tom, who was probably that was definitely Zeal. Was probably the original inspiration for Melomancy, even because Drasticos was still a part of us back then. The guy who basically inspired us to start Melomancy. Um, King Tom was actually, um, he started to smelt. Um, melon seeds because back then uh, they had to turn off growth altogether so in order to fix that they allowed you to cook seeds in furnaces to give you you know the the product but instead of giving you a melon slice it would give you a full-on fucking melon so we literally would turn entire melons into four more melons and we filled the entire kingdom with melons watermelons everywhere so, Melonmancy, that's the first iteration of it, but it wasn't until um, the next map, Bastion, that we decided to turn it into anything. But yeah, I always thought that was like a fun, a funny story. You're right, that, that was Dragon Guard, actually. I didn't remember that King Tom played. That was really early. Like, I remember like when Nevermore was just square on the ground, like where we wanted to build. Yeah. Like, it was that long ago. But, and I, I have a picture... I'll include it in the show notes, but I'm not going to pull it up right now. Because right. I've had all these Guinnesses, probably. And I probably should get another. Um, but the image exists, and when I, re- when I listen to this recording and I edit it, I will remind myself right now to pull up that image and include it in the show notes. Dylan. <laughs> anyway. You know, who so, you are. you know who you are editing this podcast because Sarge is gone. So, Victim, tell us... Um, in Bastion, there was a whole lot of shit that happened to Bastion. 
I remember it as being the best map because I actually got to be the king. <laughs> it was good for me. Like, I fucking loved every minute of that. But, you know, the whole time I was kind of like second in command, kind of. Like, I was like behind the scenes, like helping Zizo out, telling him what to do. Well, Zizo was the first king of OS. And we got Kingdom. We wanted to get it first, but LO beat us by like a week or two. Which was the Legion of Oblivion. They were the first kingdom on the map. Yep. We were the second kingdom on the map, and I think we were also the last. I don't think any other kingdoms popped up. Because it was a monumental cost, and a lot of these, these people... A lot of people attempted kingdom, and I really appreciated that. Like, it was really obvious that, you know, these three towns are going to be a kingdom, or these three towns are going to be a kingdom. Even though they never quite get there. Like, that was always cool. So... What we did, and I did mention this in the first episode, was we wanted to just say fuck everyone else and do our thing. Uh, so we all made New Earth, and New Earth was the first and only town that we made. But, well, I guess we made others later, but, you know, we didn't have the intention of making other towns later. And, you know, a couple months into New Earth's existence, there was only ten of us left. Like, we were playing Minecraft very casually. Like, we were playing other games, too. I don't remember what came out around this time that enticed... Oh, Guild Wars 2. That's right. I first played Guild Wars 2 on this map. Mm. And um, I actually got a character all the way to level 80 before all you fucks in Melomancy played with me. Like, I had one level 80 character in my main. And it's funny because before you got a second 80, I, still, I, I managed to get three. Because so. I... Yeah. Because I did it the long way, and I didn't like do any weird karma trains or any of that like shortcut bullshit. I got to level 80 by playing the story. And, like finishing maps in the areas I needed to be in to do the story. And the, the original, sto- like, the main story of Guild Wars 2 wasn't even very good. Like, I don't know what compelled me to do it. It was, like, the first real MMO I ever played, besides HeroCraft. And the the, the movement and the, the way people could just talk to each other like that and the, and the mechanics of the game were really appealing to me. Even though I never, like, roleplayed or anything. Like, I could totally see myself doing it if I never played Minecraft, because I'd be bored. So... Like, if we never did Melomancy, I'd probably be, like, balls deep in Guild Wars 2 with my wife and just do that. But, you know, we met all you guys, and we made Melomancy because we fucking fought and died together so many times. Like, Bastion Map was a fucking wild ride. I remember, you know, like I was saying, New Earth at one point was down to 10 members, but we recovered because we rebuilt the town. We went we went from again. 10 members to over 140 members in like a week. Of course, none these people wouldn't all log in at the same time. Well, Some people would only log in once. Like, oh, the, the town yeah. itself had over like two hundred and fifty some members, but like we had one hundred and forty people that would log in throughout the day or at least once a week. And it was like we used to make the joke that you know you might walk down the road and see a new neighbor that you've never seen before. Or you might pass a guy in the street and you'd be like, who the fuck's that guy? Are we being raided? And I'm like, nope, he's a part of the town. It's just like, you know, for a Minecraft yeah. server with 200 population, like the 200 was the server cap. You could meet, we we had like 140 people. And it's mostly because all of the other PvP, PvP towns had like a cap of like 10 to 20 at most. That's excluding and LL, they, of course. Yeah. And these PvP towns, they um, they would they would recruit more members, but they would like be heavily like like scrutinized. Like they would, it was like hiring a for a sports team. 
with their recruiting. Like we took anyone and everyone who wanted to live in a town. We were like the big city. Noob friendly we, and we looked like a big city by the time it was done. Like it was a metropolis with towers and apartments and hotels and and living space and condos and plots that you could build in. Like we utilized our entire region all the way down to bedrock in every direction. And we used every last bit of that space. It was kind of fantastic. It really was the big city, and people hated us for it because they wanted to be the big city, or they didn't like the fact that we didn't want to play their game, and they wanted to ruin us. And this this is the kind of toxic mentality that still exists on HeroCraft today, but unfortunately, and uh, I have a couple things to say about that that I'll, I'll get to later, but the um, evil needs to exist for the hardcore RPG to be hardcore. However, there needs to be good, and we were that good. And Bastion, uh, but there were other goods as well. Like there was a LO would take new people, yeah. and their cities were metropolis-like, though none of them actually looked like a modern metropolis. They were like, you know, this. I think one of their towns was a giant world tree, and one was like a, a dwarven mine, I guess. But they had the space. No, for they, and they had the giant mesa that everyone thought was just them pillaring in sand. I think I remember that. Yeah, I mean, like the idea behind the town was fucking cool, but they kind of overdid it. They tried, and you know they were. Um, I remember the day we got Kingdom. They were like camping us, trying to build our last pylon, where the admins will go pylon to pylon, uh, setting up the the big region, and the pylons had to be visible from each other with re- with a respectable but not maximum render distance, right? And so uh, I think on every map, we've always made mistakes on our pylons with the distance, and so we had to, like, redo them. Yeah. And also, the the kingdom's cost, well, it had a minimum. There was a um, an additional fee for every pylon. So we could have made it bigger, but I don't think we did. So... We did the pylons, but LO was camping us because they didn't want us to be... They wanted to be the only kingdom, but they knew we were about to buy it. So they were, like, stopping us from building. But, you know, we actually eventually stopped them and pushed them back. But it took a couple hours of, like, dying and coming back. Yeah, they had a lot more people that were PvP-ready than we did back then. Which is kind of funny because, like, it was still run by, like, Leftovers, who... He himself wasn't necessarily, like, a very good PvPer. He just had some pretty decent PvPers in his midst. Not to mention the Freepers kind of helped them out a little bit back then. Yeah, because they maybe um, un- maybe they really turned on but us. They did. Yeah, the Fire Creepers. Uh, basically, they mocked the Tree Creepers, which we mentioned in the Zeal segment of this podcast. Um, so they have these little lava-looking skins with creeper faces, and they have little masks on. I, did they do the masks? I don't remember. But either way, they had these little stupid little fire skins. I think they did. And they called them and they called themselves the Fire Creepers, or Freepers for short. And they were in that empire that we were trying to make. They were that kingdom that like suddenly gave us radio silence, right? And then they came back with like totally new leaders and they were our enemy. Out of kind of nowhere, you know. So that happened. And um they were helping LO stop us, but we came out on top in the end. Uh, though we probably died more than they did, but no, more than, we lived there. More than likely. We kind of live there, so as soon as they're dead, it's fine. 
It's just we had to get them killed first. Because this was back, and this is one of my biggest gripes with HeroCraft today, is that, you know, back in Bastion, when PvP on Towns was good, there was the graveyard. And since there are no graveyards in HeroCraft anymore, when you die, you go back to spawn. And you either run from spawn to wherever you died, or from a hero gate to wherever you died. Because the hero gates are positioned in, like, different corners of the map. Whereas the graveyards, you know, they were numerous. And so, town PvP you know, was contained in a smaller area where when you die, you run back from a shorter distance. And so it really changed the dynamic of PvP. It also was good for new players because if they died in the middle of nowhere, they wouldn't go back to spawn. They'd spawn in a graveyard in the middle of nowhere because that's one of the, the biggest problems facing HeroCraft right now is there are people at max level that will hang out in the spawn and wait for new players in the spawn to leave for the first time and just stab them right in the back. For no reason. Like, nothing really to gain, either. They just do it, and then they keep doing it until they log out. I don't know if they enjoy it or if they get, like, a power trip from it, but it's really bad for the server. And I'm not even sure how they're enjoying it, either, because it's, like, not a fair fight. They, they will obviously win, but, you know, the people that they're convincing to quit may one day rival them, because they might get active in the game and enjoy the game, so they might get max level themselves one day and then defeat them. But because... There's such a huge discrepancy in how powerful you are when you're max level and when you're not. It's really bullshit. Because there's no chance of winning if you're not the same level as them. Unless the difference is very small. Like if you're like level 40, you could probably beat a level 60 dude. Right? Maybe. You'll, you'll be at a huge disadvantage though. But if you're level 1 and they're like level 40, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah, you're like dead on sight. Like you might as well run. Might as well slash kill if that's even still a thing. Like, just give up. <laughs> so, that happens in HeroCraft today. But in the HeroCraft of yesterday, there was graveyards. So, when you died, you respawned kind of close to where you died. I mean, there wasn't that many graveyards, but it was more fair than it is now. And it changed the dynamic of town PvP drastically. Like, right now, we named our township in the current map after Drasticos. Right, so the town of Drasticos is actually the dead center of the map. Pretty far away from the spawn, just as far away from all the hero gates as well. So if someone dies near our town, like if it's one of us, we'll just recall. If it's a raider, they're done. They're not going to walk back that far. Their chest will be popped before they're even close. Yep. And that was both a strategic part on our part, and also because that biome, that little tiny lake and that little tiny grove on top of the mountain was a really cool location. But it just kind of happened to work out that way. There's no real significant points of interest. I mean, there was a dungeon just south of us, kind of, but meh. It's not even that good of a dungeon. Which uh, probably sounds confusing because we've never mentioned dungeons before. So, in Bastion map and all the maps before it, there were no PvE dungeons. I mean, we had the Dome of Death that we mentioned earlier, but that was like an event run by a game master GM, right? Which was the moderators and admins would fly around and spawn stuff for us to kill. Um, apparently it was implemented in the map before the current one. Um, but when we came back, we found that there's dungeons now, these little points of interest on in the map that are like really, really well built that have these custom monsters and they're just, they're really good experience. They drop custom items 
which is another new plugin that wasn't around before. They give you like more health or more damage or swing speed, which is great. So, you know, all those things happened, but Bastion, like, I don't even remember if there was any like significant conflicts besides the, just the constant camping in the graveyards. Like there was no, like, like there, there was one war, (laughs) which I guess we should talk about victim. Do you remember? Wait, which one? There was only one real formal conflict in Bastion, and it was against the Freepers, uh, funny enough. Oh. Basically, um, what had happened was, I don't remember why, but we hated this one town. Probably because they had a, um, this was back when you were required to label the thread of your township on the forum, if you were good, neutral, or evil. To kind of give new players an idea of what they were in for. So if you were a PvPer and you indiscriminately murdered people, you pretty much had to label yourself as an evil town. Because remember, roleplayish reasons for hating people. Like, they're not roleplaying, but they're indiscriminately murdering people, and so we go kill them because we're righteous, right? We don't even have to say that we're righteous or roleplay about it in public chats, but the reason we're doing it is roleplaying. Like, we are playing a role, right? Yeah. That's why it was so great. So, there is this evil town called Minerus. Minerus. I think I pronounced it Minerus, but it's spelled like Minerus. And uh, I don't remember if they did something to us or if we just went to war with them because they're evil. But um, we decided to fuck them in the ass. We uh, got into their town. We stole a lot of their stuff. It was a very successful raid. Even I participated, and I don't PvP, which is really weird for me. But, um... For one reason or another, what's it called? Uh, the Freepers came to their defense, and they made like a big fat thread on the forum saying, we formally declare war on Order of the Rising Sun. Um, and we actually liked it. Like it was a, like the thread, though many posts were deleted, um, was actually quite tame against the parties involved, like oh, people in OS, the people in the Fire Creepers towns. That Most posts that were ROV, removed were people who were not involved. They just wanted to be yes. involved. And and by not involved, we mean those fucks from that Canterlot town that Victim destroyed. Because they were still salty about it the next map over. And so they chimed in at every turn to call us hypocrites and root for the other team. And most of their posts got removed because they were just trolling. Yep. It was poor effort, poor Can taste. Can we actually so, talk about what happened when Barb came back? Barbasol? Uh yeah, that was a funny story. He he shows up one day, and this is actually at a point in time when I wasn't really playing a whole lot. But he shows up, and he's like, "Oh hey, you guys are still around. Camelot's is sh- Camelot's still a thing." So he joins up, and he takes leadership over, and he and then he finds out about them, you know, calling them Canterlot and, you know, the town basically being a haven for bronies. And he himself is kind of uh, not really open-minded to that sort of thing. <laughs> and he kicked them off. It's okay, Barbasol, if you're, if you're listening, <laughs> Barbasol, if you're listening, we love you for this. It was actually hilarious. And you did the right thing. I, I don't care what you think about bronies. These people were he bad. He gave them the boot. <laughs> He gave him mayorship, and he kicked and, them all and, out. And then, them being all super pissy, 
we recruited the new Camelot into the kingdom. <laughs> Which, if it isn't obvious, Canterlot on Dragonguard created Camelot on Bastion. Like, they, they went back to their original name because they joined Barbasol in Camelot in Zeal. Like, that's how they all know each other. So Camelot continued on as Canterlot in Bastion without Barbasol. Barbasol came back, and it was glorious. Oh my god, I remember that. They were so mad. It was actually the reason we got Kingdom, because they were our third town that we needed. And it was like, ah, done. Yeah. I mean, we actually had four towns, but whatever. <laughs> it's because Skyforge, um, we annexed Skyforge to the Union. <laughs> In a way. They're like our Hawaii. That the Hawaii of OS. No, but anyway. Um, so that happened. We had that thread with the Fire Creepers where they, you know, we were like bantering on about, you know, fighting in like an orchestrated manner. Because, you know, people raid us 24-7 all the time. We mentioned this on the thread. Like, what difference is it if you declare war on us or not? Because we're always defending ourselves from someone. And, and, Usually and the funny you. part is, is like... I, we haven't really mentioned it yet, but we always built the town so that above ground, totally undefendable. Below ground, if we really didn't want to fight them, we just fucking sit in our below, you know, in our undercity and just say, fuck it. Yes. The undercity was all connected to the town hall, and every, like, utility and resource we would actually want from a region-protected town was under the town. Which was part of the course for many towns, like, but many towns were like all underground, like on principle. We built many, many things above the surface, but they were mostly for show. Because we could. So that happened. And, um, the fire creep, like, we had a lot of group battles. I remember there was this one I remember where we had like four wizards, and they all did Megabolt at the same time, but they had like four paladins, and they all lay hands to each other and killed us. It was so bad. Victim, you were not online for that one, but I wish you were. We, we gave it honest effort. Like, we built a little dirt wall outside the rainbow wall of New Earth, and we waited for them to come around the corner, and then we like Megabolted them all with four Megabolts, and it just wasn't enough. Yeah, sounds about right. No, I, I don't think I was there for that, but you guys did tell me about it. Because I remember I looked on the thread, and I remember uh, posting back then. Like, I saw my old post where we were like, oh, man, you wish you were there. But anyway. In Bastion Map, we also had um, a... I don't want to call it a PvP-focused map, but it was like a, a new map to mitigate the um, problem with no ores being available on an old map. It's called War Shard. And the spawn was like a harbor with a boat that docked and it was really pretty, but it was advertised as sort of like a place where you can go to PvP as well as mine. And it was wiped and remade a lot. Like, you couldn't make a town there. And you were not encouraged to make buildings or chests. Like, you go, you get stuff or die, or kill and come back. And that was cool. So, man, Bastion was just nuts. Like, I don't even remember anything beyond the Fire Creeper. Like, I mean, there was, yeah, the birth of Melonmancy where the Tree Creepers were destroyed. But the Tree Creepers, they never really fucked with us. 
I don't like it. Obviously, they raided us plenty, like everyone else did, but we they never really succeeded. But everyone still hailed them as like this great threat to the server, you know. But then you know we show up one day, get into their town, and melt all their items in lava, and then they get really mad. Like it was, it was just wild. Like I, I don't really even know. You got time for more stories? Well, I don't know. I've had a lot to drink. Uh, <laughs> we've been at this for an hour and 35 minutes. I mean, I, I guess the next logical uh, progression would be to just talk about how the rules could use some tweaking. Fuck yeah, we got a soapbox and we're going to stand on it. So we came back to HeroCraft, right? What the hell is going on? <laughs> like, tier 3 classes that can kill people with their fists? What? This is ridiculous. Like, there's so much wrong with HeroCraft right now. I am kind of surprised we're still playing it. Like, I try to look past the bad and try to bring back the good. But, like, I was talking earlier about how um, evil needs to exist, right? Like, it's not fun if there is if everyone gets along. Like, it just enables the next big group to cause a huge pile of drama. But right now, everybody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to... There's no profit or glory in being the good guy because the only people interested in being the good guy are new. And then they just get camped into quitting. So the only people who remain are the bad guys. And they they rarely even fight each other. Like, they just kill new players all day. Like, they don't mess with each other as much as they probably should. And there's nothing to gain from fighting each other except for glory. So they only do it when there's like a huge audience. Like there's like peak hours. Yeah, the villains of the server will fight each other. Yep. That's fine. But that's all they do. Like, I can't even honestly look at the dynamic map and point out where their towns are. Like, it's not obvious. Because if one of these big buildings or like patches of land that look cultivated is a town... I couldn't tell because it looks like pile of shit. One of the one of the towns is even named Pooh. Like who names their town Pooh? No, Fucking there isn't even a capital. Dogs P. and cats. What the hell? Pooh. Just like I don't understand where the idea was that people like. Not only is it that these people have been around long enough that I know they're not thirteen. Why is it that they feel the need to act like they are? Like, I almost want Kanzo to wipe the map just to spite them. Like, there's a township really close to Drastic Coast called Endlight, and it kind of looks okay. I mean, I'm actually looking at the dynamic map right now, and it looks like the back end of their base is, like, a mountain that has been mined down to, like, like 50 blocks, and that doesn't look very pretty, but the building that is the town is pretty. Like, that, I can tell that's obviously a town. Like, I zoom in, like, Dwarfers, you know, he is kind of friendly, kind of like a frenemy, kind of, you know, like, we'll fight him, he'll fight us, but we get along. He told me his town was in the natural volcano, so with this map, uh, the architects of the server, or maybe Kanzo paid someone, I don't know, they basically crafted the map that we play on very deliberately. I mean, yeah, they probably generated, the, like, the ores and the fucking cave systems underneath but like the top of the map like there's like a clear handmade like glacier forests and biomes that are like humongous 
like the, the Minecraft um, level create level C generation that doesn't do what it's doing right now on this map, and it's fucking amazing, right? Like I love it. Yeah, I would yeah. I would play it again if the map wiped today and it was this pretty. So there's a giant volcano in the left side of the map. In this like nethery looking biome that's like all lava, nether rack, and obsidian. There's actually like two towns in this area. One's called Muhammadan Sons, and it's like a tower. And I can see that from the map, but honestly, it looks like a personal region because it's like one chunk big. And that's another thing. The township plugin in the new HeroCraft is really good. Like it's so much better than what we had before. You wouldn't even believe. You, it automates the town creation process. It's beautiful. And you pay by the chunk, and you can expand to like however many chunks you need based on a cap based on your town size. So instead of raising your town size to increase your space at all, you increase your town size so that you can put down more chunks because you ran out. So right now we're, we're size 2, but we haven't put down our chunks down yet. And we want to go to size 3 because we want our region to be fucking huge because we are kind of wealthy right now. Because there's so many of us. Yeah. But... I don't know. The, the the amount of taxes we'd have to pay every single day in coin, in-game, to maintain it kind of scares me, but someone's got to do it. Fuck. Like, the maximum size you can get is absolutely humongous, but it's really unrealistic to maintain because of the cost. So, that's a tangent. Anyway, Dwarfers. He made a town in a volcano. I can see that from the map. It's not very pretty. He told me it's not very pretty because he's still building it and no one in his town will help him build, which kind of sucks for him. But, you know, it's so far away from the Hero Gate, I imagine not too many people go there to fuck with him, you know? Same reason people don't come to our town. I mean, they're kind of close to the spawn, and obviously the Southwest Hero Gate's, like, right there. Yeah. But, like, there's nothing near us. But, like, I zoom in on the map, and there's, like, a crater pretty close to the nether biome, really close to the Red Keep, which is a capturable location, which is another new feature of the fucking new map. Capturable locations that give your townmates passive experience bus, uh, boons that can't be recaptured for like a couple hours. And then it encourages people to go out there and capture them, which causes PvP, which is good for the server. So there's like this like structure of some kind that has like dirt doors, doorways blocked up. So I imagine it's regent. Again, it's just a building, a single building that isn't even very tall. I can't tell if it's a personal region or a town, but there's that and like a crater next to the keep. Just next to that is a giant dome of green glass and dark wood in the sky with a giant like water thing falling out of it into a lake. Again, probably a personal region. I can't tell. It's really small and it's only a hundred coins a day to like have a one chunk size town. I also see another tower um, pretty close to the snow biome that's like made of netherrack and lava. And it's a nice looking tower. It probably looks really nice in game. I mean, the roof's made of cobblestone. That's kind of shitty. Mm. And there's like a million pillars on the outside of it, which makes me think that it's regioned. And that's probably a town. Like, that's, that's too big to be a personal region. But there's like a big mansion south of that that is probably a personal region. Like, you have to dig deep on the map to identify where the towns are. Whereas if you look at the maps, I mean, you can't anymore, unfortunately. But if you could, 
look at the dynamic maps from maps of the past, which used to be a thing on the website, unfortunately. It's gone. It's really obvious what the towns are. It's immediately obvious what the towns are. And now it's not. So I don't blame them for, like, not going and fighting at people's towns unless they have, like, a bounty or there's a reason to track an individual person down. So, like, the more we build our town to be visible from the map, which it already is pretty visible because I built, like, this floating temple thing for Helzek, um, it brings people to the town because they know it's there. And it's just the server is in such a weird state right now. What are your gripes right now, Victor? My gripes... My biggest issue right now is that, and it's kind of funny that I'm a perpetrator of it, um, or partly. I mean, I didn't really do as much, but I was part of it. Is that uh, a lot of the rules that kept, you know, PvE or builders, you know, to have at least something on the server have been removed. And I understand it's because staff is smaller now, but like griefing. Uh, is a huge deal. We, I'll, I'll fully admit, uh, our group griefed the living shit out of a player that an asshole player, mind you. Uh, if 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 we could have picked anybody on the server, this person probably deserved it. Dear listener, this was like today. Yes, today. Um, and we griefed them so hard. Now, griefing is fully legal now, by the way. You, we are allowed to do this theoretically, but staff thought it so horrible they deemed that we would be banned if we did not fix it we agreed oh we we 100 100% agreed and um you know even despite being on the shit end of the stick i kind of thought that you know like that was a good thing for them <laughs> we fucked up we but pushed we were happy we pushed about our it. Um, we pushed the moderators that are around to their limit and they, t- they straight up told us that there would be bans handed out if we didn't clean up our mess. And we did. Yep. Come. Oh, well, I wasn't there. And you recalled out for another reason. But, like, um, our townmates cleaned up the mess. Yes, they, they, were, they were very understanding. I, um, a little off topic, I had to recall to actually fix a more um, server-themed um, break in a plugin. I had to help figure out what was going on with that. Um, so I was dragged away from it. Or I would have helped rebuild it. Um, what we had right. So I don't even remember what you guys built, but you guys like boxed in a personal region or we something, right? We dug a giant moat, filled it with lava, and then built walls on the edges of it. It, it That's was right. pretty fucking annoying. If if that was my personal region, I probably would have just like got up for the day, because there's just no way. We, they, there was ten of us, like around about ten of us, so he couldn't fight us. There was nothing he could do. He, this was going to happen no matter what he could do. Uh, he even claimed that he was quitting because of it, um, which I did. I did. Which, you know, he may he, not. One of the more trolly players on the server. I'm sure he can take a little bit of what he dishes. If he had a group of ten people, he would have done the same. More thing. than anything. But does it make what we did right? No, no, it doesn't. And it proved to us that, you know, the admins are willing to ban people for doing things like this, and that's what needs to happen, because while people may not be getting their, like, personal regions, like, blocked off in a box of obsidian or whatever, like, people are still getting, like, 
harassed off the server. Like, yeah, PvP is not harassment, and there's nothing you can enforce rule-wise on new pl or on experienced players killing new players the moment they step foot off spawn. All they can do is change the system to punish them. Like, I don't know, protect them somehow, or penalize the people who kill them. Like, it does. it's not really known what to do about it. Like, back in the day, um, which was also controversial, if you're below level 5, you couldn't be attacked. Which gave them a fighting chance to get the fuck away from spawn so they can go level up. I think there needs to be, like, I don't know, either more hero gates or, like, a random hero gate that will take them to a random spot where they can fucking, you know, safely go about their fucking day. Because right now, the moment you step out of a safe zone, someone's gonna stab you if they see you. And so your best bet... I swear, if any of you are listening to this podcast and you actually want to, like get started on HeroCraft because of these stories we're telling you, here's what you got to do. When you start the game, there are these four little teleporters at spawn that have these little colored beacons. They're colored after the keeps, which are those little capture and hold PvP boon things we were talking about. What you do is you jump up, to, you, you walk up the stairs to like the outer edge of where the teleporters are, and then you jump in from the top on the one you want to go so they don't see you go in. And then if there's anyone there... Don't go. Come back. If there's no one there to watch you leave the Hero Gate region, book it in any direction and stay as far away from the Hero Gate as you can. And then, unless you have you give them a reason to track you down, they're not going to find you. Yep. Like that's the only way you'll survive. And that is not immediately obvious to a new player. They think, oh, this is a new server. There's this many people online. I'm going to walk out of spawn, and they just get immediately get stabbed in the back. And that's fucking and they stupid. Quit. I mean, nobody wants to get killed the first first things first, right? I should also yeah, it point gives the wrong impression. that um, before you leave the tutorial, there is a dungeon. And, yes, uh, and that dungeon is no PvP. Yes, that's a good spot to level up and get a feel for your class a little bit before you start doing shit. I'd say around level 30, you can start to, to like handle PvP. Uh, you're still going to lose, but you can at least handle yourself a little bit more. Um, so if you do want to start it, so I mean, our gripes and our, our complaints and our fun times of, of the old um, aside, the server is getting better um, from what it's decayed to. It is yeah. picking up on player base. It, it's doing a lot of things. It, probably the best time to get into the game would be right now. Yeah, like the all the problems with the game right now are socially constructed because it's the player base that's killing the server not the server like the plugins in place are better than they've ever been and the classes are funner than they've ever been to play like it there's no better time than right now and i'm really glad we came back to experience it at least one more time before you know they kill it off because these fucks are so toxic that they're just killing the server like there's so many unique logins people logging in to try the server out and so many so few of them stay like i almost think that the area like that first biome around spawn like that those planes mm. like in between end light and the spawn if you're looking at the map i think that should all be no pvp as well i think that they, they need a place to go that is no pvp or they need to like I, I don't know. It's like it's not fair to have no PvP because evil needs to exist. There needs to be danger, right? But like, there needs to be a way for noobs to like set foot out of the spawn and begin playing the game where they don't get immediately killed. Yeah, and I think well, I think the biggest issue right now is that 
PvP is so geared towards safe zones right now that new players are always going to be seen. They're always going to be noticed. Now, not every player is going to be like, oh, they're level, or, you know, they're, oh, they're level one, they're worth fighting. Uh, or, you know, the the proper reaction would be like, oh, they're level one, they're not worth my time. Um, in terms of, like, fighting them in PvP and whatever. But they're still going to get noticed. They're still going to be fresh in people's minds. Um, the fact that they nobody knows their name from like a first glance is also going to be a, an, another flag for people. I think that if fighting happened at towns again, if um, there was port locations and um, different Harrogate locations, um, and less of a centralized um, emphasis on fighting in these zones, people wouldn't, uh, you know, new players wouldn't have to worry as much. Exactly. That's why I'm saying that it's socially constructed because, like, back in Bastion, or even Haven, right, which is the last map that we played that we didn't tell any stories about, there were towns. And PvP happened at towns, and people died and they went to graveyards. And graveyards had redstone shops for pretty cheap, and they were usually lined on the border with player shops, you know, on the edge of the region. So you could go home when you're done. Like, now, when you die, you pop in and spawn. And that's where they were already waiting for you. There's no escape. And for new players, there is no home to return to. Yep. So they just quit. So, Town PvP has moved away from townships. And has moved to safe zones. And that is the problem. And I don't know... I, I Maybe they brought it up at the HeroCraft meeting, because I read some of the meeting notes that well, Witchy posted on the Shout Chat. Um... That they were thinking about like trying to implement township war, mm -hmm. but that would require townships to fucking exist. Because right now, I look at the map and I only see like three. Like oh, and there's also some townships hidden in the trees. Like I know, like Oppidium is in there, and there's like one other town in there, and I can kind of see them poking out of the tree line, but I have no idea what they look like or how secure they are if they're even still alive. But like. There's not enough towns that are that actually have rateable, identifiable buildings to even justify the implementation of a town war plugin. Like, there's so much more to fix. Yeah. Than that. Well, I think like, it, what, it'll, what it'll end up doing is it'll start pro like if it if people know what's coming back, it'll start promoting like um, better building, it, it, even if it only for like defensive purposes. It'll also promote larger groups of people. Because of the way that the monetary system will work uh, for um, starting the wars, so hopefully it'll it'll just like the the threat of it will be enough for people. So I, I did notice something, victim, um, as well. I think I think Sarge was our anchor because we are going on so many tangents and we're getting progressively more drunk. The longer we record this, not... we've almost been talking for oh, two wow. hours. Who's going to listen to this entire thing? I don't even. Well, know. hopefully you like the the um, I'm going to call it the the experimental two hour long podcast <laughs> that doesn't have Sarge the Barge with us, so he can't you know tell us to move on or change subjects yeah. like he does. And obviously, it's for the better. I hope you've enjoyed these drunken ramblings. Do you have any final thoughts, Victim, on the state um, of HeroCraft and how shitty it is? There's there's a ton of things wrong, but 
even in like the two and a half weeks or so we've been back, things have already gotten better. Um, even as early as today, things are getting better. Um, so I would say that don't think that we're trying to tell you not to play this server. Um, the more people that come back and play and, you know, voice their opinions on the rules and the way the systems work, the more feedback, um, that they can improve upon. As well as if you come back for, I think it's about a month or so, and you're above the age of 15, you are eligible for staff. And if you like the server and would like to help it out, I mean, you can't tell right now, but that would also help improve the server as well. So I would say give it a try. It's free. If you own a Minecraft account, it's 100% free. So worth a try. I agree with every single one of those statements. Uh, what I want to say is that when we came back, I think there was a lot of people who like look at the forums and stuff that have played forever back that weren't playing now, or maybe they tried it a little bit at launch of the new map, which was in June. And right now it's like the very, very beginning of August. So um, when we came back and formed a township, uh, like people came out of the woodwork, like people that were with us or allied to us or just friends with us, they all wanted to join our town. And our town became very, very big, very, very quickly without actually trying to recruit anyone. Like, if you are an old HeroCraft player listening to this podcast and you return, I bet there's people that still casually look at the forums, read the ban appeals section for fun. That's what no. I did. They'll probably see your town thread, and they will probably come back. And yeah, I know you. Freepers or they, and, yeah. and TC is looking. Uh, Wonderboy was on for like a couple days. Um, the Freepers still play some of them. Um, Gaiden Focus, um, Supremas, and Big Daddy JT, um, they're back. Atris is back. Um, names that probably mean nothing to newer viewers. But, you know, like, there's a lot of older members, and some older members that people wouldn't even fucking remember are back. Like, just, you know, so... If, if you're an older member and you were looking to get back in... You probably have someone you know, or someone who's watching, who would come back if you were to. And uh, we encourage you. In fact, I challenge the TC. I'm still better than you. Um, if you come back, you can prove me wrong. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No. <laughs> if you, if they listen, and if if this brings them back, they're gonna try to claim my one thousand coin bounty oh, or my. How big is my bounty now? I don't even know. It's like one point five. I don't fucking know. Most bounties that you place on people, like I think the minimum is like a hundred something coins, and you can like increase it. And my bounty is now over a thousand, and like no other bounty comes close except like Kenneth Childs, but he he doesn't really play as a player. He just keeps God mode on and does moderator work all day. Actually, I which killed is... him for it. Oh, he did, did you really? He didn't know he had a bounty on his head, and I killed him because Witchy got oh his my God. bounty. I got his small bounty. That's hilarious. We got to put it in the tower. Oh, we did. His head on the wall, like with the rest of them. Anyways, I say we end it there before we ramble on too long. And uh, I also really have to use a washroom, so. In Canada, they're called washrooms. I, I, that was Bathroom, a surprise to me washroom. as well. They also, drink me they also drink milk in bags. 